Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Misa Hanali. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we're here with Kyle Frazier from CrossFit James Island. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. We're excited to get to know you. Nice. So we always start, first question of the day, why CrossFit? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Big one, right? Going in deep. Yeah, so I guess I'll start with a little bit of background about myself. Um, I grew up playing soccer and lacrosse and played soccer year-round for since I was six years old until I was 16. Um, and then in middle school, I got exposed to lacrosse and started playing lacrosse as well in the springtime. Um, when I went to high school, played soccer and lacrosse, and then eventually went on to college to play lacrosse at uh, Hinton Sydney College in Virginia. Um, and then when I got out of school, I was working going from working out three hours a day to nothing at all nothing so I did P90X yeah, yeah. that's right the addiction we don't have it anymore P90X so yeah, yeah. P90X for 90 days that's what everyone did right for 90 days yeah so I usually hover around 200 pounds or did when I was in college I'd start season at like 220 and then I would get down to like 185 by the end of the season and Dang. only athletes can say that. I would start the season around this way, and then <laughs> that's a draw. <laughs> okay. That's and a big drop. Yeah, for sure. Or you're running yeah. in a lacrosse field, and it's Virginia yeah, yeah, in May, so it gets hot. Um, and then P90X took me down to that 185 weight, and I stayed at 185. And I have a shaved head, for those of you who don't know me. The sun is beaming off of it. Having a shaved head and being 185, you look like a cancer patient. Especially <laughs> oh, my God. When That's I, horrible. When I couldn't grow a beard, so people were concerned about my health. Uh, Are so you that, okay? Yeah. So your P90X made you concerned about <laughs> your health Is looking. that why you started CrossFit? Uh, kind of, yeah. So... <laughs> I you decided like a cancer I patient. did not want to listen to Tony Horton uh, tell me how to mm -hmm. exercise for an hour a day, six days a week. You um, wanted to listen to a CrossFit <laughs> That's right. So this was the early days of CrossFit. This was 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. So I was okay. watching videos of Greg Amundsen and, um, you know, Eva, all the early CrossFitters. Um, and I just watched videos constantly and went into the, you know, we had a little gym at the school I was working at and tried to do those workouts and. Oh, so you didn't have a coach. You just self-taught, did self some workouts. Was it like YouTube videos you were watching? Like, how did you come across this? It was the old CrossFit.com main site page. Okay. So they mm -hmm. had probably 500 videos of, like, old workouts and demos of how to do the movements. Did you hear that they just took down all their social media? Yeah, like, I saw that yesterday. Like, in the games, are they going to be broadcasted? I don't know. Apparently they're not. Really? Rumor is... says. Oh. Okay, so then you're like, That's I'm going to do these workouts at the gym. Yeah, so I did them on my own for about um, six months at this little, I was working at a high school in Virginia, uh, my old high school, Virginia Episcopal School, and then I moved to Roanoke, Virginia, and I started doing the workouts alone in Roanoke. So I did it on my own oh. for a year and a half. CrossFit alone oh, sounds like year the worst half? thing ever. Had a <laughs> but if you do P90X, you're doing that alone. Yeah, so I guess CrossFit alone better. better than P90X alone. Yeah. I did on my own on the front porch. Um, so oh my I'm gosh. Sure the people in my neighborhood thought I was crazy, but I was what did this guy do? running in toe shoes down the street. Oh no, uh, one yeah. of those. Oh yeah, total, yeah, total nerd for. Uh, do you still wear so. those? No, I don't have toe okay, shoes. Okay, good. Anymore. I didn't want to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then, They're okay, fine. So how do we transfer from there to like here? An actual facility. Yeah. Like, so like, I caught wind of a CrossFit gym 
one of the girls I was seeing at the time. The secret society? Yeah, she got an email that she was, it was, oh. it was actually going to be an all-girls CrossFit. What? And wow. Yeah, That's a thing? Brickhouse CrossFit was meant to be all-girls. Should we start that? And yeah. See yeah. that idea. Girl power. Um, but uh, I emailed the coaches immediately. I was like, I don't know if I can afford to be a member at your gym, but I would like to coach at your gym. Um, and I started an internship process with them before they even opened. And Look at my, you. That was yeah. pretty bold. At the all-girls gym? Well, I didn't know it was going to be all-girls oh, okay. Were you the only guy? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was meant to be all-girls, but they got so much interest when they yeah, first started opening from guys and girls that they just made it. How could you say it. no? Yeah. Crossfit, yeah, man. Go ahead, for sure. Did you, like, take your L1 then? Was that? So, yeah, I took my L1 um, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, that's where I took mine. Nice. And reignited. I don't know where you took yours. It or was CrossFit Wilmington. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, hmm. Yeah, they were there. They've disbanded now. Ah, uh, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you started coaching there. Yeah, so I coached at Brickhouse CrossFit for two years under Amanda and Jay Forrester. They were awesome. Um, luckily, you know, you kind of absorb whatever you walk into. So for I sure. walked into an awesome gym with awesome coaches, and they really knew what they were doing. And, I mean, I just super grateful for everything they taught Makes me. Makes a big difference going yeah, to a good one. I yeah, think especially you your first one. one. Yeah, that'll like, make that an impact. That kind of sets the tone for what you think CrossFit is. So. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So not like, hey, walk in and here's the warm-up. You guys do this, and then I'm going to go drink my coffee. It was definitely hands-on. Good. You can be hands-on and drink coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you have one hand with coffee, the other hand I think that's on. one of, like, Van Bergeron's rules is, like, you cannot drink coffee while you coach. Yeah. like one of his big things on his podcast. Really? Because it's, like, unprofessional. Like, you can't be that hands-on. Yeah. So how'd you get from there to owning a CrossFit gym? Like, what was that path? Into Charleston. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Charleston. I was 26. I was working at Morgan Stanley um, full-time. So I was coaching. I was getting up at 4.30 a.m. doing my own CrossFit football workout before. Football. CrossFit football. I haven't yes. heard that what in a that, long about? Time. that was oh, a yeah. thing. Like, CrossFit football. Like, like yeah. CrossFit for football? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. John Welburn was the guy who ran it. Mm -hmm. He was an ex-NFL player. Mm, yes. There's like oh when I coached in Mount Pleasant, there was like a couple guys who had like the CrossFit football like OG shirts that they did it back. What in the was day. different about it? It was developed more for strength and power, so okay. it was heavier workouts. Most of them were a little bit shorter, mm -hmm. um, and they had some like agility in it. I think oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And, like yeah. drills. I mean, it was. Do they it was still do that? Intense. No, no? Oh. I don't think there's CrossFit football anymore. It's huh. definitely not posted like it used to be yeah, yeah. Um, I think CrossFit football is still around um, but so I was doing that in the morning working eight hours a day at Morgan Stanley and then I was coaching two classes each night the grind yeah, yeah. it was awesome I mean one of my favorite times I think in life when you love it six doesn't did you know matter. then that you wanted to make the coaching the more full-time thing not necessarily I actually looked um I was looking for jobs in California. Um, I, I realized I didn't want to Charleston, sit. Charleston, California. Down. Yeah. I didn't want to sit down for work anymore. Yeah. Um, one of my bosses came in one day and told me he tweaked his knee in his sleep. And I was um. like, well, maybe this isn't the job for me. <laughs> I love well, that that's the story. Are you sure he tweaked about his that? knee in his sleep. How did he do that? I have what? no idea. You're like, this, yeah, I mean, that's it. That was a straw. I think I'm going to quit. Yeah, for that's sure. hilarious. Um, so I was. <laughs> Wasn't the right environment for you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be CrossFit. I just knew that it was going to be something in like mm -hmm. Not Morgan Stanley. Wellness. Yeah. Not Morgan What did you Stanley. do for them? Um, I was a registered associate. So I worked for a team of financial advisors and we 
bought and traded stocks. I did not know that. With financial planning, so oh. yeah, it was it was a good job. Um, I mean, I was I still make I made more money then than I do now, which is. But ironic, do you tweak but, your knee in your sleep now? But I don't tweak my knee in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, I live at the beach. Um, exactly. I get to surf. So wait, so the day. Where, how did that happen? Like. You were just like, okay, this is the job for me. Yeah, so I started looking around. I didn't know I was going to try and open up a CrossFit gym. Um, but I met a really good friend, Chris Hall, at Brick House. He was also a coach there. Um, he and I just hit it off immediately. Some people you just romance. meet and you know. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. We go to Mexican restaurants, order the same thing. Oh, that's how you know. Like that's the same it's type real. of girls. I mean, it's oh. just, yeah. yeah right? That might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or just a challenge, <laughs> fun challenge. Uh, but yeah, Chris and I were just good friends from the get-go, and uh, he was just getting out of the military. He was uh, Army Special Forces, and um, I told him that I was looking for a different job, and he was like, why don't we open up a CrossFit gym? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and we were both young and single at the time, so we looked up and down the coast. We both wanted to live at the beach, and we looked at a couple spots in Florida. We looked at Wilmington, um, and ultimately landed on Charleston on James Island. Okay. So we drove down on Halloween weekend one weekend and um, got shown a bunch of different places. And the space we're in right now was the last place we got shown. And it was same thing, like love at first sight. It was an industrial That's business awesome. park. Yeah. Nobody's going to mess with us. I mean, it was just perfect for loud music and people and this running was around shirtless. Yeah. This was 2000. People running around shirtless. I like that. <laughs> this was October of 2011, and we opened April of 2012. Wow. So. Did he have any experience opening CrossFit gyms? Not at all. Y'all were both going in blind? Yeah, we were both. By what you've learned before. Yeah. CrossFit Do you think your ones. financial job kind of helped with that at all or not really? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, like down payment on equipment. I mean, <laughs> so the money that was left over from that was put into the business. Um, but did it, like, did like, it help you business-wise <laughs> at all, do you think? I, I'd like to think so. I yeah. mean, we just, you know, honestly, we were super fortunate that neither of us had to work other jobs. We, As soon as we opened, we had... Just 50, full send. 50, 50 members pretty quickly. Hey. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And it was, there wasn't a lot of CrossFit down here. CrossFit Integrity was the closest one to us. Mm-hmm. Discovery downtown. And then, you know, there was maybe like four or five. Wow. And now there's what? Se- 17 to 19. I yeah. believe it fluctuates, yeah. I think. But so, I think it's 19 affiliates now in the, the greater, greater Charleston, Charleston area. area. 17 in the Charleston area. Yeah. So from 2011, 12, 2012 to now, what is your gym like? How has it changed? Ooh, man. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are less holes in the wall. Mm, um, good. We, Solid. We knew that we didn't want to go the skull and crossbones route as far as how we advertise for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted it to be more of uh, not a space. Not so scary. For, yeah, not scary, <laughs> not intimidating. Um, we wanted it to be a space for everyone to be able to get in shape and to be able to do it over a long period of time. So... Chris and I always talked about that we just wanted to design a CrossFit gym that we wanted to work out in forever. Um, And it has come a heck of a long way because at first we didn't care about looks at all. It was more Mm -hmm. about like the atmosphere and community that you created. And just over time as, you know, when you're 26, you don't think about things like that. And then you hit 30 and 32 and you continue to move up. And And that's when looks matter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, wait. (laughs) That is the other way around. <laughs> it's a good way to look at it. Um, but I realized that not everyone is a 26, 27-year-old guy who just wants to get in shape. Some people care get about yoked. aesthetics. Yeah. And yeah, get yoked. Um, so we kind of shifted gears a little bit. And I mean, you know, if you look up pictures across with James Allen, you 
see what it is now. There's a big mural on the wall with flowers. And it's my beach, favorite part of this gym. Oh, beach, I miss that. Beach type atmosphere. Flower oh. mural. It's so great. Um, so it. a little bit more put together. Um, the community is still the same. Everybody's friendly. And we have a lot of drop-ins where we are. So um, that's one thing that keeps coming back every year on the reviews mm -hmm. that just everybody's super welcoming and nice. And, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, there's so, yeah. so many people that come to Charleston and they're like, oh, I'm going to go to a CrossFit gym. You know, there's so many drop-ins around here, which is oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And it's then great. new I people mean, that are moving here like all the time. Yeah. Super transit area. Um, what do you think when you opened it was like one of the hardest things being just like a new gym? I guess you probably didn't have much experience like owning a business. What do you think like was super difficult and like you guys did really well? Because you said you had like 50 members really soon. I'm sure that's not just because there wasn't a lot of crossfit yeah. things. Like, you obviously did something right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what was difficult at that time. Everything seems cake when you're 26. Uh, really? For sure. Well, I know. So. Maybe I should. I'm and, 24, but maybe I should open a gym now. <laughs> yeah, cake. Let's go, Hannah. Cake. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, compared to what I was used to, I mean, you know, come from working 50, 60 hours a week to opening up the yeah. crossfit gym, you only got – I mean, we only had maybe like four or five classes mm -hmm. a day. So, how did you get these fifty members? Where did they come from? Uh, you know, we're also out socializing a lot at the time. And, and yeah, twenty six. Yeah, because yeah. I think like social media then wasn't what it is now. For sure, like now yeah. your main marketing is generally over social media. Yeah. But then it probably wasn't, right? Well, we did Groupon. Okay. Oh, yeah. nobody really does that anymore. No, no, I used to have like in college the Groupon app. Oh, I still do, but it, I just never got anything. Yeah. Yeah, so we did Groupon, um, and that brought in 30, I think, right? Wow. Hey. Um, and it was a lot of young people. Um, mm -hmm. So Facebook back then, I think, was geared, I mean, I don't know if it's not now, but it's definitely kind Instagram of... Now. <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Facebook is in. Yeah. So we did Facebook advertising, and we did that Groupon, and that's kind of how it went. Was it just you two? Did you have any coaches? Or? Yeah, it was just me and Chris. Yeah. Wow. It was like that for the first year. Um, and then Chris and I started bringing people on as interns. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, uh, my girlfriend at the time, Megan Flora, who owns, uh, Angel at CrossFit was also, she moved down after that first year. She was working here as well. So, um, we had Brian Gargone, Megan Flora, yeah, I know him. Jenny Kelly. I've done birth with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how I know him. Yeah. Um, and we just had an awesome crew of people right off the get go. So that was also super mm -hmm. helpful. How um, many coaches do you have now? Um, we got four, um, so, uh, Jenna Torres is my head coach, we got Anthony, um, Hope Sullivan, who also works out at CrossFit Integrity, and, uh, Casey Leeper, who's a oh, college hey. student, she yeah. just moved back to, uh, New Jersey for the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, she also coaches at Holy City CrossFit. Okay, yeah, well. it's like, I remember that Charleston yeah. CrossFit yeah. community. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the atmosphere of the CrossFit community has certainly changed. Oh, yeah. That's something we're definitely going to talk, talk about. about that. It's great. Because it's just been so different in the yeah. past year and a half. Yeah, so let's get into that a little bit. Like, sure. you were a part of the Open mm -hmm. and the Holy City Throwdown and all that that happened. So, like, I think just from me being close close to a year in business now, a little bit less, 10, wow. eight, 10 months now. Um, it's, I remember when I started, the CrossFit community was not where it was. Like me yeah. and Eva talk about this all the time. Like gyms didn't interact. It was very like scarce, scarcity mentality. Like you do your own thing. It was like clicks. Yeah. And I feel like, like mean girls. For yeah. sure. And it was <laughs> like, sure. well, I go here. Yeah. Well, and better like, than you. For events, it'd be so hard. Like if you hold an event mm -hmm. at one gym, people from other gyms wouldn't come. Be yeah. And that I feel like has drastically changed in the last year. So, like, what do you think of all these 
things that have happened with the CrossFit community. It's definitely interesting. Uh, when I first moved here, it was Integrity was the next closest gym to me. And they were like the OG CrossFit. They gym. were for sure. I think every gym has come from Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Like everyone was like I, back in the day. And integrity. <laughs> Uh, and Brian Cost was, you know, the owner there, um, mm -hmm. always super nice to me, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely not, you know, super friendly. Robert downtown at Discovery yeah. was also super nice to me. Robert's but, like one of the nicest people to yeah. everybody. But yeah, <laughs> but we just didn't interact with each other. Yeah. And honestly, we're just busy. I mean, that was a For big sure. part of it. And um, you being on James Island, away from Dane Island and downtown. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's just that. I mean, Charleston is just like that in general, right? If you live on one side of a bridge, you don't people visit don't like the other to travel. Side. No. no, for sure. Like, do you know how people complain? Like, oh, I have to go over the bridge. And yeah. I'm like, it's, it's really like not that far. <laughs> like, it's really not that bad. Promise. But it is nice. I mean, doing that Holy City Throwdown this this year for the Open was great. Um, just getting to inter interact with people from other gyms is great. It's almost that because we don't get to see each other very often, it builds that kind of like tribal type situation uh, i is, like that tribal yeah. it is for sure tribal and it's now it's not so much as the coaches but you see it and members will be a little bit more tribal mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a bummer i mean it is exercise which is what i always tell <laughs> right. people i'm like you're exercising <laughs> yeah in one like, location like versus another kind of thing like we're not playing each <clears throat> other in the super bowl like, like we're all exercising yeah. like, we're, it is it's kind of funny like it's, it's kind of ridiculous how into it we get like, you know well i go to this it is. Gym. at the end of the day we are just all exercising yeah it's insane for time like, what we really <laughs> should be is like tribal against the non-exercisers <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> But no, we're like, oh, please come work out. But then to other gyms, we're like, no, no. Like, my workout's better than yours. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting in that aspect. I feel like it has changed a lot. I though. think like, it's gotten a lot like better. Affiliate meetings and all these things that are happening. Yeah. I think that's super cool because we were talking about it. Like, if someone comes into your gym and they have a good experience, that promotes CrossFit in general for all gyms. And that's like, what sure. we want. Yeah, because then they'll tell their friends who live somewhere else, who then will go to that CrossFit gym, and yeah, yeah, same thing. I've, I still, like, I get the pride in your own gym. You sure. know, I think there's always going to be that. Like, For well, sure. Like, I go to this gym, and I'm proud of that, but it, I don't think it means that I'm better than someone who goes to another gym, but I think it can get a little competitive. <laughs> CrossFit's already so competitive. Sure. And then you get people, and you're like, you're representing this gym, they're representing this gym, and you're doing the throwdown, and you're like, I want to beat them to prove that my gym is the best. But, like, let's just remember we're all just doing wall balls and rowing. <laughs> we're all just exercising. Me, I'm not doing any wall balls. I don't know. No, I think it's the same with, with PTs, though. Like, if you go to a bad PT, you're not going to want to go to a PT again. Sure. So instead of being competitive about it, like, let's all be good coaches, good PTs, so that we all have good experiences and more people come to us. On that note, what a segue <laughs> into physical therapy. Yeah, so we always ask just out of curiosity, kind of, I think there's a lot of crossers who hate physical therapists and vice versa. And we're sure. trying to change the narrative a little bit. So like, what's your thoughts on how we can blend the worlds of crossing PT? Like what has your experience been with physical therapy? What do you think about that? <clears throat> uh, my experience with physical therapy has been somewhat limited. I've been graced over the years to not have a lot of injuries. Um, it was that P90X for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't had to deal with a lot of physical therapists, but in my experience, what I've heard from other people uh -oh. is... I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe this is just a recent story I heard, but that 
there's not a great segue for a lot of people from physical therapy back into the exercise world. So 100%. people go from, you know, let's say someone injured their wrist. I think this is the example I heard the other day and broke his wrist in a motorcycle accident. I was going to physical therapy. You would pay whatever the, you know, copay was to get in there. And then they would basically just rub his hand and uh, his wrist for, uh, you know, an hour and, you know, do some simple wrist exercises, which is fine. Um, but there was never really any segue from that into now power you should cleaning. go and do this. Yeah, power cleaning or even just an exercise regimen in general. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well. Weight bearing. Just go ahead. Yeah, no, that's a story I hear all the time, especially working with CrossFitters. Like I had a patient, she was a gymnast. She tore her ACL. She was a competitive gymnast. They got her back to like functioning. And then she was like, so can I tumble? And they were like, oh, no, just see. Like they don't, just see like, how there's no, they just do the very like bare minimum yeah. to get you functional. And that's where I think in the box makes move some like hopefully Hannah soon cash based PT is trying to change that especially with me just being like in the CrossFit world and understanding what they're doing I think I have a yeah. much bigger segue into like most of the patients I treat are is that segue is like how they get back to their sport or how sure. they I think there's two problems like one is that PT some PTs they, they don't exercise like how are you going to get someone back to exercise and hobbies and doing what they love if you have no idea what they're doing. Two, PTs aren't doing their job. Like we're they're supposed rubbing people with ice. to get people back to like quality of mm. life, doing what they love to do, not to where they can like barely function and just be like at baseline, like stagnant, you know? And I think also PTs, even if someone comes in and they didn't exercise, what an opportunity to get them to exercise and show them how it is, like what it's like in a non-threatening way and then be like, Oh, and you should do CrossFit, <laughs> you know, very slowly over time. So it's just frustrating to hear, like, I'm not a PT yet, but I can rub someone's hand really great for an hour. And like, <laughs> as why? can anyone. Exactly. Like, like my like, mom could do that. You know, like my dog oh, can do that. That frustrates me to no end. Send your patients to in the box PT. We will not rub them. For and an we will get you back to what you were doing before and probably even better. Sure. I think it's tough for PTs. I think it's tough for coaches, especially the longer that you're in that particular industry. I feel like it's difficult to continue to deal with people on a daily basis, especially people who are yes. potentially <laughs> injured and already not exercising. And you just, it's hard to like, you really just, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So. That's why I treat mostly CrossFitters. They all want to work out. It's yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's They're already the like, it's especially with cash base, they're already like, paying a lot of money and invested in their health. Mm -hmm. So that's where their money's going to go and that's where their motivation's going to go. So they're like, most of my patients are like, I got hurt and I can't do X thing. Like run. That I whatever. usually pay like, for. So they're trying to get back to something. So the motivation's already there versus like in non-insurance clinics, they're like, oh, I'm coming three times a week. Just like make it feel better so I can go back to the couch. Like that's yeah, awesome. Like I have low back pain when I stand up because I normally sit on or the I couch. Or I tweak my knee in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of like, as far as your programming and your coaching, what, what does your programming look like? If you had to, do you do your programming? So I've been doing the programming at the gym for, since Chris left. So the last six years and that's fluctuated just like the look of the gym has fluctuated. So coming from a lacrosse and collegiate sport background um, and CrossFit football, my stuff used to be very heavy. Um, yeah. A lot of mid duration work. Um, short sprints, um, some longer duration Metcons, usually a hero workout once or twice a month, just a lot. Um, 
I shifted gears a little bit, probably like a year and a half ago. Um, I still like the heavy work, um, but who doesn't? Trying not to put as much wear and tear on my athletes, um, and honestly, it was it was one of the bigger decisions. Uh, I was listening to a CrossFit.com podcast, and they were talking about if you're consistently doing a strength and a metcon every single day, you're doing your members a disservice. Um, and That's after, like something new that gyms are buying yeah. into. Yeah, it's the one workout a day. And I think if you can really like buy into that process for a long period of time, like one to three months, members will actually see a difference. But it's convincing people that they don't need volume every day. Yep. It was for sure one of the bigger business and life decisions I made was to go ahead and shift that programming over and change the way that we we did things. And there was, we had 130 members at the time and we probably lost 15. Um, You know, just not what they were looking for. And one of my favorite uh, phrases was, I don't, you know, pay this much money to, to come in and stretch. And I was like, that's exactly what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it'll make you, you a better athlete. Yeah, in the for sure. Run. To but come also, in and like, mobilize and take care of your body. And, you know, we do a lot of, you know, banded pull aparts and things that are considered prehab in class. And that is to ensure that you don't get injured. Like, make Did your you body hear that? Prehab in class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, better Stay losing the 15 because they didn't like the volume rather than losing 15 because the volume was too much and they got injured. Sure. And then you'll keep the other hundred, whatever for way longer. And just make them even more, like even better. And you know, rightfully so. I mean, there was probably, there was probably a downshift that was a bit, a bit aggressive, you know, maybe it was going from one to two hero workouts a week to, to easing off the pedal maybe a little too much and maybe did that you kind of just, just like go cold turkey you just changed it, it was yeah i mean it was pretty quick after it was actually open i guess not this past year but the year before. oh wow recent then. Yeah. yeah 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 so um but we always say like alan always says like crossfit is for everybody but not for anybody sure and i think that like perfectly speaks to like people who can buy into like i trust my coach i trust mm-hmm. what they're doing and then there's people who are, those people that leave are probably not going to be successful Anywhere if they're not willing to, like, give something a chance. It is hard once you're used to dying every single day to dying maybe twice a week. (laughs) And, like, going from a three-hour workout or, like, a whatever, you do stuff before, you do stuff after, to just one workout. And you're like, oh, gosh, is this enough? But, like, it it allows you to have that intensity to make that one workout, like, way more than enough. Yeah. It's like once I started – I was talking about this last night – so right now I, I'm not in school. Like I start school, school back next week. And so I've had all this time and I'm like, well, let me just work out all day long. And now going back to one workout, I'm like, is that going to be enough for me? <laughs> it is. But it's like, once you like increase your drug dosage, going back to your original dosage is like, I, I'm addicted. <laughs> like I can't go down anymore. Yeah. And it is a and struggle with crossfitters. this is why they call us the cult. <laughs> I know. Sure. I know. It's okay. I'm going to be no, okay. But no, it is. I think that happens, especially like, with newer people, like, volume is king, right? When you start CrossFit, you just want to do everything and anything, and, like, you're hitting all those PRs, and you're just, like... You just want to keep seeing yeah, it. Yeah, and then me just being in it for a couple of years, and you, for, I don't know, a long... You were OG Ten CrossFitter. Years, yeah. Like, you learn after that sometimes less is more, and, like, you can perform way better if you're not crushing your body all the time. Isn't it, like, the worst when you've been doing it for 10 years, and then someone comes in... And they get all these gains in a few months, and you're like, oh, my God, like, I want that again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, when you've been in it for 10 years, you've developed way more of a pyramid, right, of strength. So, yeah. you know, people will come in, and they'll add 100 pounds on, but it's, it's yeah, no, it's, 
still it takes time. It just yeah. takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's what people get frustrated with too. They'll come in for a month or two and you're like, this is a game of years, not yeah. one yeah. or two Yeah, this is a lifestyle. Um, but, you know, one other thing that, you know, we talked a little bit about the lifestyle challenge right before. Yeah, um, lifestyle yeah, challenge. Tell us about this. I love that term, lifestyle challenge. So we used to do a lot of nutrition challenges and what you notice is, and what the beauty of a nutrition challenge is like whole 30, 30 day challenge, right? Is that people will typically learn one or two little caveats about themselves that they can take away and kind of move into their life with, right? You do 30 days of clean eating, you will feel like a million dollars at the end of those 30 days. Um, so maybe it's, I can't drink beer anymore. That was what I learned by one of my what? first nutrition challenges. I mean, <laughs> I, I particularly cannot drink beer. It will put me to sleep. I'll have one beer, 20 minutes later, I have a headache. And then Dang. 40 minutes later, I want to go take a nap. Um, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink too. your beer. Occasionally I'll drink a Porter or uh, like yeah. a Guinness, something dark. Um, I, go straight I can, to bed. So yeah. I still hang out with those. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right to bed. Um, but that was kind of one of the things. Is that I what learned. happens post 26? Yeah. Is, yeah. is that what we have to look forward to? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we talked about, you know, CrossFitters wanting to come in and kind of bang themselves up every day, all day. And it turns into this kind of like masochistic beat myself up so I can go and beat myself up yeah, on the weekend. weekend so, warriors. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, you know, a lot of clients are like that. They'll come in and they'll work out five, six days a week, and then they'll go over the course of a weekend and drink a ton of alcohol and crush <clears throat> bad food. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and, no. and then, you know, for those of us who are naturally athletic, I mean, it's great. But for people who are not athletic, they watch this pattern go on over and over and over again, and all their friends are doing it, and they think that they can do it, and it's just not healthy. And it's honestly one of the quickest ways towards injury. For sure. Oh, yeah. sure. Not, recovering. not recovering. Yeah. Chronic inflammation from exercise, chronic inflammation from eating poorly, Alcohol, chronic inflammation from, from not sleeping. Not sleeping. So, um, what we decided to shift um, this is probably this is our third life challenge that we're in right now. Um, we do body fat analysis um, with an in body scan, and then we incorporate all aspects of life. So sleeping. Wow, I love this. I'm looking at your pyramid right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stress management, recovery. Um, exercise and just, you know, the mental is huge, right? So yeah. stress management has been a big one for people. Um, we ask that people start meditating, writing in a grateful journal. Uh, I love very this. Holistic. Wow. I love this. Basically trying to shift how you think about yourself and what exactly you're going towards. Um, sleep is a big one for a lot of people. You know, if you're drinking alcohol at night, you're getting fraction of sleep for sure. Mm-hmm. If you are consuming coffee after noon, you are for sure messing Guilty up your sleep. Hours. So, yep. so what is that? I think the half-life of coffee is like six hours. So if you're drinking coffee <laughs> afternoon, Don't tell me these things. it's like going to bed with a quarter cup of coffee in your system. Um, so just imagine getting into bed, getting nice and cozy, and then just having a nice little shot of the quarter cup of coffee. Oh, good. Okay. okay. I swear, though, my dad has coffee, like, right before he goes to bed. Sure. Like, I don't know how he does it. If I have coffee, I am, like, bouncing. Tolerance is different, too. But, yeah. yes, but he probably is. His sleep is probably Yeah, he wakes that. up at, like, 4 or 5 every day. <laughs> yeah. He's also, like, a 57-year-old man. <laughs> 
so I think things are a little different between us. My, my favorite yeah. piece of that was uh, being unconscious and being asleep aren't the same thing. So you think about oh. people who drink like a big glass of brandy before they go to bed. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's been a big one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice the difference, I mean, for sure. And yeah. I love that because I think a lot of times like with nutrition challenges, like there's a start and an end point and then it ends and you just return to like what you were doing before mm-hmm. versus like a life challenge. You can like continue those things. Yeah, absolutely. Forever. And that happens all the time. Like, I'll get patients that have, I don't know, back pain, shoulder pain. And I'll be like, how are you eating and how are you sleeping? And I'm like, until yeah. you fix those things, like, we can do all the corrective exercise in the world. Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, like if, if you're, you're sleeping stressed all the four time. hours a night, yeah, or like, like in our last podcast, we talked about, like, stress is, like, one of the biggest causes of pain. And people, like, don't, it can be, like, totally, stress totally unrelated to the thing causing pain. And there's only, like, so much your body can take. So a lot of times I'm like, you know, maybe it's probably not for you right now. You just need to, like, fix the rest yeah, of like your life. Yeah, you just life. need to, like, <laughs> sleep and meditate and, like, think about your life. It's like when you look at the whole person rather than, like, let's just do exercises. Like, let me just rub your hand. Let me just give you a pill. Like, no, we, these people have lives. These people have stress. Like, we all have ish that we're going through. Like, let's fix that, you know. So I think that's really cool. Do you run that? Yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we do a seminar at the beginning, um, and then we we get everybody together. And this is the difference from life challenge to nutrition challenges. We split everybody up into small teams, so you accrue points for your team. So there's kind oh. of built-in accountability there. More as community well. too. Um, the spreadsheet that we put out there is available to everyone, so everybody can see what you've been doing or what you haven't been doing. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And if there's no change, it's easy to look back and say, well, you didn't meditate. You were sleeping six hours a night. You were you know, not eating cleanly. Measurable um, differences. So CrossFit of you. Yeah. Yeah. It makes Do you think that's difference. like helped you get to know your community better too? Uh, it's for sure changed how the community thinks about things rather than look at the gym as being a place of exercise and mm-hmm. nutrition. They kind of look at it as, you know, maybe this can help in other aspects of my life, which is what everybody always says about CrossFit, right? The greatest adaptation happens between your ears. So why that. not turn CrossFit into something and it is, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, personally, like, CrossFit is my whole life. Oh, like, yeah. all my so much more than fitness. All my social life comes from CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Like, on Friday night, I'm like, do you want to go out and party or do you want to sleep so I can wake up and walk on Saturday? And do like, it is, Saturday. Like, it's, yeah, yeah that's, it is a whole lifestyle. What do you think, sure. like, if you had to describe your coaches and, like, the kind of the characteristics or traits you look for in your coaches, what does that look like? Ooh, that's an easy one. Uh, <laughs> they have to care. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, technical proficiency is something that you can learn in not that long of a time frame. Um, you know, CrossFit level one is over the course of a weekend, which doesn't necessarily make you a great coach. I mean, it no, definitely does not. Um, but you can learn all the technical aspects of it pretty easily. But if you don't care about people, it doesn't matter. And people can kind of sense that about you uh, right off the rip, if you're authentic or not. Uh, so, I mean... They all have their different personalities, and people drift towards different personalities because, you know, some people you just don't like, and some people yeah, you do. You and vibe with, yeah, yeah for sure. For you sure. have your favorite coaches. Yeah. On yeah. another note, what makes you passionate? Changing things up a bit. Cool. Uh, yeah. About life, about CrossFit. What is? What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Oh man. <laughs> um. You know, I, I really enjoy, like, helping people. It's been awesome for that aspect of things. Um, over the last seven years of owning the gym, it's been great. Um, I just I just really enjoy the interactions with people. 
I mean, if I could sit in a CrossFit gym and not worry about the business aspects of things and just literally sit around and talk to my members about their lives yeah. and uh, what they're going through, I would do that all day long. Um, the business side of things, I think, takes over a lot of that and kind of takes sucks some of the joy out of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably my favorite part of the day. I would just people. sit around after a 9 a.m. workout and talk to people for all day if they just wanted to come in here and chit-chat. Um, if the other side of the business was taken care of, that'd be great. I think that's what makes a good gym a good coach because at the end of the day, like anyone can do the business stuff, but if you aren't into the people, if you don't care about the people, like you're not really going to be into it. Like CrossFit is all about the people. Sure. Yeah. The best gyms I've gone to, it's like you want to be best friends with your coach. Like, like you want to hang out there all day because it's such a good atmosphere. Sure. And then it builds your whole life based off of CrossFit and good habits and a good lifestyle. Yeah, it's like you can't go to the CrossFit gym for an hour. That never happens. No. no. Like, you're there for at least two. Well, yeah. like, Google does a good thing. They measure how long the average time spent at the gym yeah. is. So you can see that on your business page. And I think the average time spent here is like an hour and a half, two hours. So it's it takes time, which is yeah. good for some people. And other people get frustrated because they're yeah. like, I can't come to the gym anymore. It's, I, get, I go there for two hours. It takes yeah. me, you know, 30 um, minutes to get there, I'm there for an hour and a half, and then I, you know, yeah, yeah but if it's the best home. two hours of your day, why would you not want to be here? <laughs> right? What else do you have to do? That's where the business have side a comes family? in, right? The business know. is looming. Your so family, wait, before we spit fire, yeah. I have one question. So, like, can you just talk about Wednesdays are for Murph? Oh, uh, are you part of that? Like, wasn't this a thing created by CrossFit James Allen? Oh, man. Uh, the Wednesdays are for Murph is a sensitive subject for me. Okay, uh, oh. let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Murph coming up. What if it's like every other Wednesday? So, Wednesdays are for Murph was born at that time where I shifted gears uh -huh. and downshifted on oh, the so it was like, it was like a thorn in your side. People were like, <clears throat> well, watch me now. Well, I don't have a problem with people gathering together to do a hero workout. I mean, if you're going to honor the, those who have fallen, yeah. especially someone like Murph, uh, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But <laughs> but every the, Wednesday is aggressive. The, no, let's the, see what he thinks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talked about that like masochistic type mm -hmm. thing, right? I mean, Murph is great. If you want to do endurance workouts, that's great. Um, but that is a crazy amount of volume to be adding into your week. Um, Shout out to uh, Cal Dietz, uh, strength trainer, um, who I like to pay a lot of attention to. And he was talking about putting heavy amounts of volume at the beginning of your week is a guaranteed way to send your athletes into a metabolic just distress state. Um, and he found that out the hard way by getting a lot of volume in at the beginning of the week and then trying to do strength training in at mm -hmm. the end of the week. It just doesn't work. You can do high intensity strength work at the beginning of the week and then finish off the week with a lot of volume and have a nice amount of rest mm -hmm. to recover for the following week. I think week. that's an awesome point, yeah. But crushing yourself in the middle of the week with a lot of volume and then having to do something heavy yeah. afterwards is just a bad idea. Um, and, you know, I don't know if Wednesdays for Murph are still happening or not. Uh, I don't know. You definitely participated. I don't think that they are still happening. I did it every partition, non-vested. So it was every Wednesday, I think, for like maybe a couple weeks. Then it was every other Wednesday. And it's just, it's just not maintainable. I mean, you just can't. Even like once a that. month, I was like, once a year is enough for me. I think they do Murph like three times a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Murph is the only workout I've thrown up during really? ever. Really? Uh, and I, can't I wait. like it just being once a year, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Memorial Day, I'm fine with it. We want to go hard. We all get together. It's Honors. the only time I do it. Yeah. yeah. Great We're cause. all going to be crushed together. And yeah. We can just put that back in the shelf. Till next this is year. my favorite Murph question. What's your least favorite part? 
Push-ups, push 1,000%. Definitely push-ups. <laughs> Is there a question? Uh, Literally, I last year, I, like, PR'd my Murph time, and I looked at it, and half of my entire Murph was push-ups. Like, including yeah. both the miles and the squats and oh the pull-ups, half of my entire time was push-ups. I don't know what that says about my push-ups, but... Push-ups are tough, man. And you just, like, sit there and stare at the floor, and it's just so miserable. Like, well. When you hit 100 in the push-ups, it's demoralizing. And for me, the air squats. I'm not great at air squats. So I'm 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 pretty. Air squats is all I've got. Yeah. Once I get to the air squats, I'm like, we're Gucci. That's the push-ups and then the first part of the second run. Because once you get through yeah, that, you're three, like, okay, I'm almost done. Yeah, but like, that first part, running at, out the door. Coming off of 300 squats, <laughs> oh my your first God. 100 meter run, if you could just film people, it's like a bent over half frog jog. Like, what are you doing? Like, just like, how I, do I fall I and moving? catch myself like, each time? And then, then your legs come back a little. What sure. about you? Uh, like I said, I mean, the, hitting the 100 mark of the push-ups is rough, a rough point for me, knowing that I got another 100, and then it's the air squats. I'm so slow and bad at air squats. I mean, I can do a good air squat, but just doing that much volume, yeah. my legs just swell up. And last I year, my it. last 50 push-ups were singles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I won. That's going to be won. me this year. Honestly, got, wearing a weight vest almost helps, oh, because it's like, it's like two it, inches. Yeah, right? Not having to go to yes. the yeah. You just rebound off the vest. Exactly. Really you don't have to go to chest. I was doing push-ups with him last week, and like I had it really loose, so it's like a little bit further. And oh Alan was like, I don't, you, your chest needs to be touching the best. And I was like, shh, it's fine. I also work out with my shirt off as often as possible. Same. I had to get claustrophobic ever, ever oh, since yeah. lacrosse. We're having that helmet on. You get yeah. off the field and you're breathing Well, the heavy. vest is super claustrophobic. The vest is super claustrophobic. And I'm usually wearing a t-shirt under it. So Ooh, I don't no. chafe nipples. Yeah. <laughs> chafe nipples. hate yeah. that. You just got a band-aid <laughs> over a, so, a sports bra. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. should. I should rock a sports bra. And then if too. you make it loose, it like bounces. Oh, yeah. All right. Spitfire. Oh, jeez. Okay. So these are like, you just got that first thing that comes to Well, we questions. have a couple questions before okay. about you. Oh, okay. okay, so what is your oh, yes. strength and your weakness? Cool. Strength first. And I want you to be like adamant about it. This is my strength. I am good are at... Are we talking about movements? No, no, no. Just, no. You're just in life, life in general. Kyle Frazier. Kyle uh, Frazier's strength. Interacting with new and random people, I think I'm decent at. You're um, doing great right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I'm new and random. <laughs> I'm not new and random, but <laughs> Hannah is. Um... Weakness, um, probably tolerance for certain things. I don't, I don't have a great tolerance for. Is this like patience? I feel that. Uh, yes and no. My patience has definitely gotten better. I've, I've been meditating for three years now, and that has made a huge difference in empathy and I things like that. I should do that. But it, for sure, like tolerance of people that are telling me that things aren't working out and they're not willing to do anything to step towards their own progress. That drives me. People that complain but aren't willing to do anything about it. As a physical sure. therapist, I can truly relate to that. Yeah. yeah. It's painful. Yeah. Um, and it's, you can't, <clears throat> I think one of the hardest things for me is cutting out, cutting out people from your life that are Toxic. just, yeah, just pulling you down and not ever building you back up. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, you can't drag people through their lives. Uh, it's and, just tiring. It is exhausting. Yeah. So. Sorry. No. Got a little yeah. intense there. No, I feel that for sure. Yeah. All right. So these are going to be super quick. Okay. Go for it. Favorite breakfast. Oh, eggs and bacon. Favorite workout. Um, favorite workout. I used to love DT. Oh, who are you? Favorite movement. CrossFit football. Uh, favorite movement. I like a good muscle up. Least favorite workout. Least favorite workout. Uh, 
Nancy always kind of sticks out in my head. Oh, so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if Least watched. favorite movement. Um, probably high bar back squat. I love low bar back squat. Oh, that's wow, so that's weird. You're a crossfitter. That's yeah. a football right there. Yeah. Favorite song or music to work out to? Uh, <laughs> funk music. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Embarrassing moment in the gym. Um, embarrassing moment in the gym. For me or someone else? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. I've seen, I've seen a lot of girls pee at themselves. Oh, that's we gotta <laughs> go to PT. We gotta talk about this. All right. <laughs> what about PT. you? Uh, what about me? Um, probably throwing up after Murph. Actually, that's not oh, a very okay. pleasant that's memory. Solid. First CrossFit workout ever. Snap. I was doing it by myself. So probably Fran. Oh, why is oh, man. you say that as their first workout? I'm like, are you I didn't know any better. Strict pull-ups, wasn't you it? didn't know any better. Oh, yeah. I couldn't probably. Kip. Okay. It probably took me 10 minutes. <laughs> probably took me 10 minutes. No, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait. What's oh, the difference? scale 10 minutes. Scale 10 <laughs> okay, minutes. Okay, okay. Goal for 2019. Ooh. Uh, we just, I just started taking kiteboarding lessons. Um, so maybe learn how to kiteboard. I also oh. like to travel a little bit. You said you surf, right? I surf, yeah. I'm trying to learn Folly. how to surf. It's very hard. Folly. I would love to learn how to Folly surf. is almost impossible to learn how to surf. Oh, really? Well, the waves only last like 10 seconds. Well, where seconds. do you learn how to surf around here? I learned at Folly. <laughs> okay. It's, it's just going to take you. I learned there, but you don't but you learn like there. It's going to take you like, uh, you have to mm-hmm. be committed. It's going to take a few years. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, see, I'm going to California in the spring, so That's I figured I'd just learn, learn there. Yeah. Perfect. You just yeah. got to wear a wetsuit. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Now we can, we can go back to normal pace. Okay. Okay, a couple serious questions to end on. I know you've said this a little bit, but if you had to kind of like sum it all up, how has CrossFit impacted your life? Oh, man. I mean, like you said earlier, like CrossFit is your life. It is life. In every way. So culty. I I started playing around with nutrition when I was in college because I gained like the freshman 25. So what were we at, like 240? I was, so I, yeah, I mean, when I, was, when I hit college, I was probably like 185, 190, and then I, I think I got up to like 220 over Christmas break my freshman year. I was having like a 40-ounce white Russian every night oh, and like man. a half pint of ice cream. Uh, and I remember, this was actually what got me into fitness. This my I got into the huddle for spring <laughs> practice from college. So I'm surrounded by 40 of my fellow lacrosse players. Uh-oh. And my coach was this guy from uh, New Jersey, uh, coach Ray Rostan. And shout out. He, I was supposed to be starting line, you know, first midi. And he was like, he got into that hole. And he's like, I tell you what, Christmas break was not good for Kyle Frazier. <laughs> you and got fat, bro. <laughs> I, yeah. I was lifting a ton. I thought I was like getting like you know, yeah, I thought I was getting swole. Math you know? moves math. I thought I was doing great. And uh, I remember getting back to my... It's not good for Kyle yeah. Frazier. That's amazing. I got definitely got to quote that. my dorm room that night. And like, I had like yeah, cellulite on my side. And I was like, holy smokes. So that's when I changed up nutrition for the first time. And in college, too. In college. How did you college. make that switch? I didn't really know anything about nutrition. So I just went Dabbled with the basics. I did... One entree, meat, a salad at every Listen, lunch. Simple. simple. It is super simple. I mean, if you can kill it or pull it out of the ground or pull it out of a tree, eat it. And if but you also, if you go from a 40-ounce, was that what White it was? Russian. White yeah. Russian and a pint of ice cream, anything you do differently from that is probably going to be better. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Unless so. it's two pints. Absolutely. And 80 ounces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So wait, this reel it back in. How's CrossFit? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we, we never got to that part. It was a great detour, though. So uh, there's not one part of my life, I would guess, that's not 
touched on it in some way, whether it's interacting with people at the gym, whether it's trying to find ways to manage the stress from owning a CrossFit gym by meditating or eating right just so you look the part of a CrossFit coach. Uh, you cannot be a fat CrossFit coach, or you shouldn't be. People are looking to you for guidance. You shouldn't and be a fat doctor either. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, we've got three level one doctors in the facility now that that's all went, took their yes. free L1s, um, and that's made a huge difference. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, even my, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to get into that. <laughs> the best relationships in my life have come from CrossFit gyms. So, that's awesome. Yeah. I would be curious to see, like, how the way that doctors have treated changes after they do CrossFit. Like once they get into CrossFit, before and after, you know? What they prescribe to their patients. Yeah, maybe, like more lifestyle-oriented. Uh, well, I mean, one of my doctors is an oncologist, and yeah. he deals with people who are very sick a lot. Um, and one of the things he got from his MD Level 1, um, which is free, by the way, um, they're sending doctors out to California to take their level ones for free. They're and sending them there for free? Well, not sending. Okay, you have so, to get whoa, them. Whoa, whoa. It's like on the ranch. The $1,000 L1 is yeah, free. Yeah. And yeah, they treat them nice. well. They feed them, like, really good food. And uh, Greg Glassman comes and talks to them about them being, like, the so first cool. line of defense, basically. That's how important basically. it is. Um, it's super important. Um, uh, and, you know, this is why it's important that CrossFit gyms are well-coached and well-maintained is that some of the, you know, CrossFits that my doctors have looked at they just don't wouldn't recommend to their patients whether or not they're not being coached well enough or you know just not yeah, taken care yeah. of necessarily um but one of my first one of the doctors that i tried to convince forever to do the nutrition challenge was super resistant um and he ended up doing a nutrition challenge and his daughters got on board they still look at all the labels and eat super well and it just That's changed awesome. their entire family's life um and you know now that they've gotten their level ones, they're trying to start kids programs. They're yeah, you know, getting it. involved with the community, which is awesome. I have one. Do you have time for one? Oh, we, yeah, question. yeah. So I'm going to shout out. So I know you're good friends with Hillary, who you know, who owns oh, um, on the end, end. Yeah, in, I've dropped in um, Nashville. And I went there when I was in Nashville. Shout out to Hillary. Yeah, so she has a gym that's owned and mostly coached by women, which is, I think, very different. And you have female coaches here. And... I know you know her well and all about all that. And I just and your head coach is a woman and I kinda want to get your take on like how you think CrossFit impacts females and body image and all of that, because I think you've been kinda exposed to that. Uh yeah. I mean Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, like it is most gyms are male owned, majority and male coach driven. So Sure, sure. Um I've actually cool. seen that dynamic shift a lot. Um from my from Amanda Forrester trying to open up the gym as an all female gym, which I think is great, um, to you know my gym being filled with a lot of women to start. It was probably like sixty percent women. The women of James Island. Yes. Women of James <laughs> Island. Um, and it's funny. I've even seen it shift a little bit. There's there's still a lot of women that come to the gym, um, but you know I've got a lot of men in my gym now as well. Um, but I, my, I'm sorry. I'm kind of getting off topic here. My favorite thing about <laughs> women working out is the way that they walk so when women first come into the gym they're usually a little bit hunched forward not super conscious about or confident about themselves and within like three or four months you see this and i heard glassman describe this one time this like feline type walk where there's yes shoulders back like (laughs) chest up uh 
just, yeah, I mean, strong. I mean, just one of the things that's sad about growing up is that a lot of guys are kind of exposed to strength training and girls aren't. Um, and I'm not sure that's necessarily, I'm not sure that's necessarily in the mentality of a younger girl um, either. You know, they're wanting to play with, you know, dolls and right. some are tomboys want to go outside. And I'm not sure that it's all um, nurture versus nature, but for sure as they get older and they want to have control over things, um, it's awesome for them. It's um, way more promoted for males, though, than females. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I think CrossFit does a really good job about yeah. promoting it for females. Yeah, too. and I think the co-ed aspect of things is also great. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's room for having all female groups, but I think it can get almost too much. I It, it can. I mean, there's just – the beauty of it is – that it's done everyone together. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that there are men and there are women. Yeah. And there's a reason that we evolve together. Um, I just think it's it's beneficial for us all to be working out together. Um, and I think for girls that are insecure and need help, I think it's great that there's girls groups out there and you want to get, you know, Jenna used to do a Swole Sisters program. And, oh, uh, love that. And, Building and, confidence. And, 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 and specifically little pieces like nutrition. Like that oh, yeah. is different for guys than it is for girls. Yeah. So you need to be in an almost an all-girl atmosphere to talk about yeah. things. Like, and like the stress, the body image part of it. The stress, yeah. what you guys go through each month. There's just – you guys are different in that aspect. In um, many ways. Yeah, than that and guys are. But, yeah, <laughs> I think it's awesome. I mean, like I said, strong, confident, like – Guys, most that. good guys like strong, confident. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. All right. What would you want a new member or drop in to know about your gym? Oh, um, that it's just okay to be awkward your first few months. Uh, <laughs> or like the first four years? Yeah. <laughs> Still there? No. I think there's a misconception that everybody in here has been doing CrossFit forever and they all came from athletic backgrounds and that's just not the case. I mean, everybody who's in my gym for maybe like 5% were athletic before mm -hmm. um, or did sports before and everybody else just started off learning something new. Um, yeah. I tell people we take them through an on-ramp program that learning Olympic lifting is like learning a new language. It's, it's, it's alphabet. And if you it's stop, words. Yeah, you're going to forget. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I think people get discouraged by that. I think mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest obstacle is. It always, the snatch and clean and jerk. People are like, I don't feel the need to do that. Yeah. But wait until you can like catch a squat snatch and then throw it down. Like, <laughs> oh man. Sure. Sure. It's. It's learning a new habit, learning a new skill, and that mm -hmm. that also translates to other things in life. If you can learn how to CrossFit and learn all the movements in here, there's no reason you can't go out and learn an instrument. Literally anything. Learn how to surf or, yeah, whatever it may be. So. All right, last question of the day. If you had to describe your community in three words, go. <sighs> <laughs> He's like, this is oh, impressive. Man. We're almost done. Yeah, rapid fire questions. Yep. Um, let's see. Three words. Um, friendly, fun, and... Hmm. I mean, is it going to be another F? I don't know. Alliteration should, here, right? yeah. Uh, friendly, <laughs> fun, be. and... Shoot. <laughs> uh, I want to say fierce, but that's not... Oh, I love okay, that. I think that works. Friends, yes. fears. I like that. <laughs> love it. All right, tell our followers about where we can find you in your gym. Uh, we're on James Island, uh, right in front of the Bohemian Bowl. We're about five minutes away from Folly Beach. Mm -hmm. um, we're about ten minutes away from downtown. 
uh, Signal Point Road, 1750 Signal Point Road. We're tucked back in the industrial business park where no one will bother us, and we blast loud music and run around shirtless. Run around with our shirts off. And, What's your website, Instagram? Uh, website is www.crossfitjamesisland.com, and I think Instagram is just CrossFit James Island. Love it. All right, for those who have been listening, please give us a five-star rating and a great review. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank it's been you, guys. great. See you in the next box. Appreciate it.